Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. This is episode 16 of This Pod Thing of Ours. 16. And as I said last week, you can still reach us at tptopod at gmail.com. Expecting an email, Midge. Subscribe, rate, review, and share on iTunes. If you've ever asked Austin for a link to the show, simply open your iTunes podcast app and type in this pod thing of ours. I've done that. And I've sent the link. And holy fucking shit, there it is. Yep. <laughs> it is official. I wasn't lying. But yeah, this is episode 16. We capped off the birdcage and had, had a uh, had a surprise call-in guest who actually did call us and that we didn't call. She asked to be edited. <laughs> she felt her comments weren't good enough. I said... They're not going anywhere. No, yeah. no. You didn't say anything uh, super offensive. I just so don't think she thought of herself as super funny. And I said, it's not even, it wasn't, but it's not going anywhere. So. <laughs> it yeah, we, it stays. It stays. It stays. <laughs> but yeah, uh, dis- aside from the surprise Colin guest, we also mm-hmm. had a, a in-studio guest who just did not seem to want to leave. No, he, he uh, <laughs> we tried our best. Yeah. But and you're going to hear him in stereo. Yeah. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> Let's put it this way, folks. If uh, if you're not a huge fan of Randy Newman, this may not be the show for you. And you shouldn't be, but uh, give him a shot. <laughs> but uh, I, f- I forget what all we covered on this one. I'll tell you what we didn't cover. Masturbation, which is good for a lot of people that were probably over it. That's true. We didn't. I don't. I mean, we might have said the word. We did, but we didn't cover it to the extent. No, we, we'll leave that at 14. Yeah, we'll We're, come back to that <laughs> for sure. We let Randy Newman will probably cover it in uh, in 16. Randy Newman, he's into the prostate or, or massage. <laughs> Chocolate asking me. Sorry, damn it. I like a finger Ra- in my butt. Randy, please. This is the intro. Like, you're getting a whole episode. Just stop. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Continue. So that Golden I voice. mean, that I mean, sorry, cold cuts. Where he's he's bummed. he's upset. Yeah, he, yeah. he's had enough of Ep- Randy Newman. Episode sixteen, much like fifteen, was shorter than what we normally do. We've already explained this in the fifteen intro. Uh, we did sort of a two parter back to back to stretch it out because I'm going to be out of town for a week. So it is brief, or at least briefer than what you're used to. But well, we only cut it off because Randy Newman wouldn't shut the <laughs> fuck up. But in terms of funny. I feel confident saying if you didn't laugh a lot last week at 15, you probably will this week at 16, or you'll turn it off. <laughs> Fucking Randy Newman. You know, yeah, Randy Newman and rum. It's a bad combo. I do. I am glad that he's going to uh, be part of the film we're making, though, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's the only way it could get, honestly, the only way it could get better. I hear Riley Reed's a huge fan. Oh, well, that and Evan Stone. <laughs> I, I think Evan Stone started a, a Randy Newman cover band. I'm now picturing Evan Stone in, like, a Randy Newman costume. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> but it works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. The more I think about it, the more I want to shit in my overalls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tie into 15. I like that. Continuity. Was Thank that you, 15 or was that 16? No, that was last. That was, that was, this was 16. I know. Are you positive that story didn't come out on this episode? That was 15. Okay. I'll take, I'll what take ha- that's what it. happens when Randy Newman 
comes into the studio and totally debos your time. It's a fog. It's a Randy Newman fog. It's a re- <laughs> title. <laughs> I like it. That'll, you know, I don't know what I'm calling 15 yet. But the Randy Newman effect. <laughs> but 16 is Randy Newman fog. The re- <laughs> All right, well, with that, we'll uh, let you guys hear the episode. Uh, Stay tuned for next week for episode 17. We're getting this much closer to uh, podcasting from Redondo Beach. Is that where the wedding is? Yeah. Oh, you know more than I do. Yep. The wedding is is in Redondo Beach. That's going to be a live broadcast, folks. Yeah, we got to figure that out. I think what we'll do is like a is a Facebook Live, and then we'll also record with the phone, so we have an audio. You know that I'm an expert with Facebook Live. Yeah. Our first live broadcast. I'm not really gonna. You know, Lee asked me not before we wrap up. I mean, mm-hmm. we will. Just, That's fine. Asked, she asked me the other night, uh, "What are you gonna wear?" And I said, "Brent asked me the same thing <laughs> before you did." Yeah, which makes sense because you're the suit guy. And I was like, you know, now I feel this incredible pressure, not because. You asked, and then she asked, mm. and then it hit me, shit, we're going to be live. Yeah. This is like our red carpet. This is our Academy Awards. Yeah. Don't know what it, what I'm going to do now. <laughs> do I run a tux? I don't know. I almost, I have, a, I have a black watch sport coat that's very dark and very formal looking, and I was going to rock it for the Scottish wedding out there in, in Redondo Beach, but... Uh, I was talking to the old man, and and we were sort of reading the uh, the invitation, the breakdown of the events, and get we get a vibe that it's gonna be dress casual. Mm-hmm. It's not super formal. So I felt like, and eh, the black watch jacket's a little over the top because when I wear that, I go black pants, black bow tie. It's basically tuxedo light. So I'm actually wearing that to my sister in law's wedding instead, and I'm going a little bit more. Comfy cash for for Redondo. Okay. Let's get together on that later. <laughs> Don't want to be the asshole that's dressed to the nines. Sure. I got you. Know. you. All right. Well, on the suit note, we'll wrap up the intro. See you guys next week for 17. See you next week for 17. <laughs> Damn it, Randy. <laughs> and we're out. F-U-C-K! Here with the Golden Voice and the Last Man! (laughs) Hey folks, don't forget to call in this week. We've got tickets to the show coming up this Friday! Friday, Friday, Friday! Until then, folks, here we got traffic and weather coming up next. Until then, here's Papa Rose! (laughs) I knew it. I somehow knew (laughs) you were going to my life into pieces! This is my last resort. God, that guy had such a weird transition. Like, you you look at that singer in that era, and it's like black dickies, fat guy bowling shirt. Yeah. And then you flash forward to, like, Papa Roach, the later years. There's the later years? Well, look him up. Like he's you got, make it sound like the Wonder Years. He's got, like, the swoopy bangs, Tony and Kai, emo kid haircut with, like, eyeliner and lip piercings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to be clear, this is episode 16. We'll say that in the intro. It's part two of the birdcage, and we just got to my favorite part, where Agador Spartacus is stumbling over his shoes because, well, they make him fall down. <laughs> oh, Gene Hackman. I love, I love when Robin Williams puts on a suit and he's like, look my, look my, my grandfather in this suit. <laughs> Committed suicide in his 30s. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So is more it, Papa is Roach. It, is it Coleman or Col- Coldman? It's Goldman. 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 <laughs> yeah, you really nailed that. Yeah. Yeah, Papa Roach. Can't believe it took this long to get to Papa Roach. I'm surprised, but when you said, like, I've got it. I've got the band. It was just... I've got the band for the band to, to, to push. <laughs> We've got tickets this Friday, Papa Roach. Have I... I think I've already told this on the pod. The, the time I bought a Motley Crue CD. Yeah, you yeah, told this they story. they gave us tickets. Yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's how I imagine Papa Roach would be now. <laughs> like, if I went and bought a hard copy CD of Papa Roach, they would be like... Papa Roach playing this weekend at the VFW. <laughs> Get your tickets now. There's a McNair Fair down in Griffin. <laughs> Last man's going to be around town all this weekend. Find him. Give him the phrase that pays and win tickets. That's so fun. I love that thing. Oh, you know, speaking of doing voices, I told you this before we got started on episode 15. You know, peel the curtain back here. We're doing them back to back. The girls just watched Toy Story for the first time last weekend. And I forgot how much fun it is to sing like Randy Newman. You got to sing in me. (laughs) Some of the folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. (laughs) Big and strong. (laughs) (laughs) We should should do, when we're writing the sketches, we should do covers of like good songs like really <laughs> good songs Newman. like uh like uh what's a good one like uh jim crutchy my life into <laughs> this uh, is my last resort I, see, I, I actually said good songs <laughs> so i would do like a like a uh like a jim crutchy right okay i've got your name and i can't with me like my daddy you know, I've got a name. You know that song, right? Jim uh, Croce? I, I do know. Django, come on. Yeah, I know the song. I've I'm... got a name. Yeah. And I carry it with me like my daddy did. You Country know... Road. <laughs> Take me home. Do the place. <laughs> I belong. Randy Newman. How did that guy... That's what I was, gonna... That's what I was getting to. Props to whoever saw the possibilities. Yeah. Because you know, like, if he came in and auditioned for us, like, is this guy, is he deaf? <laughs> that would explain a lot. But somebody, some record producer, man or woman, I don't know. They said no. They're like, no, this guy has something. Yeah. Granted, he looks ridiculous and he sings like someone who might have a, a, a mental handicap <laughs> and be half deaf. But he's, he's playing the hell out of that piano. And he's got something. We make fun of the guy. Strange things are happening to me. But he kills it. When you hear those songs, you're like, (laughs) damn it, that's good. You know it's not good, but you're like, damn it, that's good. Now, ever since they watched that last weekend for the first time, all week, I've been walking around the house. Some of the folks might be a little (laughs) bit smarter than I am. Well, give us your, give us the, uh, strong no, you, you mentioned it off air. Give us the, uh, Albury. Oh, <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> Very violent. On yeah. That. You she, got a friend in me. She like, when she sings frozen songs, never she, seen it. She's, she's doing like the best two year old rendition. She's trying to hit the notes and she's on the rhythm. But when she sings, you got a friend in me, it's just, you got a friend in me. <laughs> You got a friend in me. <laughs> She's just she. They love it. It's yeah. uh, well, she and Adelaide. They'll sing every Frozen song there is. It's, I, I, Leah hated it. 
I don't like it. Uh, as I, uh, far as kids' movies go, of all the ones they like to binge, Frozen is at the the bottom of the list for me. It's too princessy. And I like Moana. What's yeah, Moana's great. It's the Rock. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> You're so right though. He's, He's so, so good. good. He even sings in that, and it's not yeah. good, but yeah. it's like. Damn it, Rock! You're so fucking talented. Away, away! All right, no, that's that's. I know it's not yeah. him. But no, 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 but that's a good one. I, right. I just like the. Uh, so what can I, I well, say what, except you're welcome? welcome. But I, the song I like the most in that, it, the it's not the one about how far I'll go, which is clearly the best song, is the uh, very David Bowie-ish crab. Oh yeah, yeah. With because I'm shiny. With Jimmy. Yeah, with the guy from the Flight of the Concords. That's such a good song. <laughs> so, anyways, if you haven't seen the, uh, haven't seen Moana, if you, if you don't like Randy, hey, Newman, folks, if you haven't seen Moana, <laughs> call in the station now. We've got tickets all weekend. Caller number seventeen wins we, a DVD copy of Moana. We're gonna be showing Moana at Piedmont Park on the grass this weekend. <laughs> Come on down, find the laugh man, give him the phrase that pays, which is Randy Newman. <laughs> Randy Newman. Randy Newman. <laughs> Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Cause I'm shiny. <laughs> I'm the daughter of the village chief. <laughs> seriously, every Disney movie. Seriously. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful faith. Someone shut Randy Newman's ass up. Up where they walk, <laughs> up where they run, up okay. where they stay all day in the sun. <laughs> Part of your world. I will. I do want to tell you a quick story because this whole thing is predicated on stories. When I was in college, I, I worked at a liquor store. This just proves we have to do two every time we sit. No, down. I get it because if we just bring Randy, what we should do is just roll Randy Newman into every episode. But I was in college. I was working at a liquor store not so long ago because I I did the two-part college experience where you go for a year and a half. You went more than I did. Well, excuse me. I went for, yeah, a year and then drop out and then go back seven years later. But anyways, I was working in a liquor store, and I kind of ran the place. So I took the early shifts because I don't want to be there at night like that. And uh, I would go into the beer cooler. You know, once we opened, we, I opened the store at 10. I'd go and get into the beer cooler and make sure everything was super stocked so I wouldn't have to go back in there till six, seven hours later. Yeah. And what the, the, the thing you learn at a place like a liquor store is just how alcoholic some people are. Yeah. And so, like, you pull up and the store doesn't open until 10 and there's someone sitting out there at 9.30. Yeah. And you'd think, like, they would go get a chicken biscuit. Like, you know I'm not opening for 30 minutes. Like, go. Well, I gotta get my Mr. Boston's first. Right. And that's you. You jokingly <laughs> say that, but that's typically what those people buy. Well, yeah. No, I know alcoholics. They're like, whatever's in plastic or on the bottom shelf, I just need to stop the shakes. Hi. Do you have any Burnett's? <laughs> yes, of course we have Burnett's, you fucking crazy person. I just need a little bit so I can get Getting a call sh- here. Shakes to stop. And it could be a good one. Hey! W-F-U-C-K. Welcome the number one most listened to super follower, Emily. (laughs) Calling on a live show. We're going to put her on the microphone right now, people. And she's laughing because she's nervous. You've just called in. you got to give the laugh man the phrase that pays. (laughs) 
disclosure. Oh, hey, that's the phrase that pays. The buzz just won two tickets to Papa Roach this weekend and a signed copy of Moana. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can make it to oh, Detroit. That's the only city that'll have them. <laughs> what are you doing? Driving in LA traffic. And you're not listening to stuff. the pod. And you called in on a live recording of the pod, but you're not listening to the pod. I was going to put it on, but I figured I'd talk to you live instead. And here we are. Yeah, what number here are you are. on? Uh, I need, I'm actually a few behind, I'm not going to lie. Oh my I need God. to catch up. Oh, my God. Are you telling me Banks is farther along than you right now? <laughs> Banks is way behind. Uh, He's only one down now. He's only listened to one podcast? No. Oh, no, he's no. one he, behind? He's caught up to 13. He's on 13. What number are you on? Yeah. Oh, I'm on like seven-ish. What? I called you a super fan. <laughs> I am a super fan. I We're going to go ahead and let Emily Martin go tonight because she is clearly not a super fan and will not be receiving the signed copy of Moana or the Papa Roach tickets live in Detroit. She hasn't even heard Taco oh, Tour yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, uh, I think Taco Tour was... Taco Tour is seven. No, that's no, cool. Taco Tour has been... It's made its way into my daily life. Okay. So well, that's, she's that's already seven. like... Well, that's kind of gross. I don't think we <laughs> no, need to... No, no, no. No, no, no. Tell us more. Should, should we call Jeff? I don't think we need to talk anymore about taco choring uh, in your daily life. As that is. Moving on. Um, one of the best catchphrases I've heard in a long time. No, it's really good. Enough for me to adopt it. So, well done, Brent. That was nice. really nice. Thank you. You're, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, let's move on from taco chore. Uh, let's get out of the chocolate tasking real quick. <laughs> Just get them both out of the way. So uh, what they don't know is that you're actually going to fly out tonight on the red eye to Atlanta. Is that correct? This is correct. And 10, you, 15, Delta, all the way to ATL. And you'll Atlanta. Be, you'll be here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Is that Just right? Just in time to see Nickel back this weekend. <laughs> is Avril with him? That's the only way I'm going to No, gonna she's dropping the Avril Levine in there. <laughs> Still a big fan. Just a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy. Hey, hey, uh, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard the conspiracy theory that she really died like four years ago and there's an imposter in her place? Uh, enlighten us. So Avril Lavigne actually died like four years ago and this chick named Alyssa took her place. Hmm. And there's... You, sh- you should look into this. It's very interesting because the, the girl that's now Avril does look a little bit different than the one I remember as a middle schooler. But Well, the thing to do you know, here is put it to the litmus test of would 15-year-old Brent have enjoyed <laughs> modern-day photos as much as he enjoyed photos from back then? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, I'd say yes. It's, if the I'd answer say yes. yes, it's the same gal. Yeah. Is this like, a, I don't know, is this like the thing where there's really only one Olsen twin? They just move really fast back and forth? <laughs> It's just I am them. the other Olsen twin. That's what it is. That's why Emily did really look. Emily really did look like an Olsen that. twin when she was a girl. That. Long lost triplet, mm-hmm. right here. Well, listen. Ooh, the popo is behind me, y'all. All right, get off your phone. <laughs> uh, I'm not on my phone. Oh my god, I think he's actually coming. Nope, he's not coming for me. God, that would have been a podcast first. (laughs) Turn on your Apple Live or your Facebook Live video and let's see how the police treat white people. Hands up, don't shoot. (laughs) Oh, nothing happened. You were sighted and actually only given a warning. Turns out I can breathe just fine. (laughs) 
You made it through the arrest. Welcome to being white. Uh, no probation. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, listen. But yes, uh, I will be there in the morning. This is true. That is wonderful. We're going to go ahead and uh, hop off. Get back to your podcast. Yeah, but uh, episode sixteen. You yeah, got you got a ways to go there, Dingleberry. <laughs> All right, um, I'll put it on. I'll put it on double speed, so by the time I get to the airport, I'll be good. Well, you got I'll a download. Six, you got like a six-hour flight. Do a proper download on the phone, on the phone, so you don't have to stream and you can listen to them on the plane. There you go. All right, there it is. Cool. So thank you, former super fan Emily. <laughs> uh, we'll let you catch up so that you can get your uh, title back. Yeah. Hey, but Dad's listening to him now. He's he's three deep. Yeah, he's three he, deep. I, he did. He did text me well, two days ago. Uh, yeah, I know. He texted me two days ago and said, what's the name of your podcast? And my response wanted to be like, you dickhead. <laughs> but I responded with just, this is the name of the podcast. Yeah. So. Well, if he's three deep, he's in for a treat when he finally gets to four. <laughs> it's four is when we introduce Andy I Harris. just don't want to hear him talk about taco choring either. <laughs> Yeah, I can't yeah. Wait to you know, knowing odd. my dad is probably going to be more of a Chaco task. He needs to get caught yeah. up so that we can have a great time at the wedding. Yes. He knows all the lingo. True. Because the wedding, we're doing a live pod. Yeah. Do you know that? Oh, good. Yeah, no, we're doing. No, that's, we're gonna we're gonna actually live. from the reception. You should. We, we are. We're gonna actually we're gonna like live cover the ceremony. Yeah, it's gonna be like uh the the royal. <laughs> it's gonna be like a royal wedding type thing. Yeah. Ah yes yes. Yeah. Um, WFUZK is headed to Los Angeles. <laughs> the wedding of the century. You know, it's pretty creepy how much I think about the porn star Annie Griffith. Like that pops in my head every couple of days, and I'm like. What the fuck? Well, what? We, 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 did <laughs> just, we did just officially cast Cousin Banks. We did. As Opie, ah. as Opie Taylor on the porn rendition of our... Uh, oh my God, he's perfect. Wow. Is that, is that a turn signal? Yes. Sorry. There you go. I turned no, it off. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't get into an accident. We, 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 got, we got babies crying. <laughs> we got uh, Facebook Live happening upstairs. A, a turn Is Leah doing the dishes yet? No. Nah, she's probably going to start taking out the trash any minute. If any minute. If your mother yeah. was here, she would be surely looking over your shoulder by now. Oh, yeah. You know, when the fuck we're going to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Anyhow, get, get home safe. We will see you in person live tomorrow. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right, bye y'all. Love you. Well, that was fun and mm-hmm. unexpected. It's going to be a while before she hears this. Do you want to shit on her? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little upset. Seven deep. I'm glad so. your dad's listening because I was really hoping that by the time... I probably won't see him until California. I was hoping by the time I I walked into the hotel or wherever and see him that he'll, you know, he'll just be you know throwing out zingers and taco chore references and, <laughs> and all kinds of fun shit so if he's listening we'll we'll get there he did he we we, we discussed it a lot when he was last in town so i didn't say like start listening i don't put yeah. pressure on people but uh listen i'm, I'm disappointed in you but it's <laughs> i'm glad you're doing something with your life <laughs> yeah that's what it's turned it's role reversal now i'm not i'm not mad i'm just disappointed that's all you know, I put my heart and soul into this somewhat. Not really. Yeah. My thing is, a lot uh, lately, I've had a lot of work people um, asking me for a link to pot. Yeah. And on one level, I'm like, m- the more the merrier, you know. And on the other level, I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, no. 
It's very easy. You most people have an iPhone or an Android at this point. It's not that. It's not the ease. It's the I should you. I don't know. <laughs> How if, well do you know me? <laughs> yeah, it's it, we have a because for a lot of people that I work with, it's, you, you, let's keep that. Yeah, where that is, <laughs> it doesn't need to. Uh, yeah, we were because I'm torn. Because again, it's like. Of course I want to have yeah. 100, 200, 300, 300,000 people listening. Yeah. I just, it, you know. We were at a birthday party last weekend. Kristen's best friend's husband was turning 30. And uh, we went to a cookout they were hosting. Big crowd, lots of people, <laughs> a lot that we knew. And a lot of people we haven't seen in a long time. So they're, what are you up to these days? And, <laughs> you know, the word podcast just came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh. And then they're like, What's it called? I'm like, it's called this pod thing of ours. What's it about? Uh, not, <laughs> not anything in particular. In fact, the first girl that asked it, it's 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 about nothing. It's yeah. basically the Seinfeld, Seinfeld podcast. podcast. It's yeah. about nothing. Said so it started out as a Sopranos commentary, and it has dovetailed into uh, everything but masturbation humor and Andy Griffith as a porno parody and a lot of juggalos. All kinds of things. And then around that time, Kristen's friend who had invited us, you know, kind of popped. And she said, I've been listening. I, she said, I just started with six because that was the one that was new the day I decided to listen. And I've listened to six, seven, and eight. And I was like, all right, well, I won't say go back to the beginning, but maybe go back to four. Because a lot of that we talk about in four carries through to present yeah. day. I said, three's probably kind of a dud in my memory. Two is funny. Two is good. One's the one's the first go around. You could go back there, but if you're if you're not obsessed with uh, continuity, don't worry about it. But at the very least, go back and listen to four and five, and then and then carry on from there. Yeah. But I explained the show to a number of people, most of which I I was not I did not hesitate. I was like, hey, if you don't like it, I don't necessarily care. Yeah. I have plenty of people like that because they're not people I see every day. You're not, talking about people you work right. with. Right. My my concern. I don't give a shit. If they don't like it, <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't like it. That's fine. I you just don't want them I don't to know like about it. your obsession with girls and braces. You took it there. <laughs> and that's fair. That's very fair. It's very fair. Because I have thought about that. Ooh, is that a black choker with a, with a bell on it? I, let's discuss this. <laughs> I, I, uh. Oh my I, God. I, the cast of Charmed with braces is killing me. It's. <laughs> I don't have any good explanation for this, okay? No one does for a fetish. My, my first girlfriend had a big old mouth of braces. Yeah. It's and nostalgia. it was hot as fuck. Yeah. It's so just... now when I say... I, I, we need to preface this so I don't sound like a diddler. I'm not... <laughs> I don't... It's not like braces are the thing. Yeah. They are. Damn it. It's... <laughs> it's... I like... Like when you see an older woman that has to get braces now, I'm like, hi. <laughs> I want to know: Do they sell prop braces? And oh are there some in this house? Oh my! Oh my <laughs> god! A hey, uh, Austin, an Amazon package came for you. Actually, that's for you, <laughs> and then it's for me. Is it like uh, like uh, lingerie? Oh no! No 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 no! Better. <laughs> it's better than that. Way better. I, I it just you know. That's something uh, worth googling. Everyone Prop has braces. their things. I'm just saying. 
Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the uh, movie that we've chose to watch. Yeah. We're, uh, we're well past halfway. That's the, it's the dinner sequence. It's when they learn that sweet and sour peasant soup is an entree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I make it up. I make it up. Sparkles. I like I like one of these. One of them is about to have like a, a prat fall, like a like a hard slip and fall. I think. Oh, uh, who's it gonna be? It's not. It's not him. I think it's Robin Williams. One of them goes down hard. Yep, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like when they're racing to get the soup in the bowls because it's it's. Grecian men doing it in the butt. Yep. In the, in the bottom of the bowl. The one thing they forgot. Oh, no. The China is gay. What I like Everything in our home is gay. I, just because I don't want to... One of our things... We're not here to, to summarize this film. But what I like about this film, what I've noticed about The Birdcage, um, that's really good, is that the, there's people that love this film mm-hmm. that now are the ones that are like rabidly anti-gay. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like people like, that probably would vote for Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. The Coalition like, of Moral the Order. The coalition, coalition of Moral Order. But they saw this movie and they loved it. They loved it, I don't know, probably because it was Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. And, yeah. and they knew that... It's funny because it's gay, but it's at a distance. Right, it's a funny gay. <laughs> it's a funny gay. It's funny gay. And it's not real. It's a movie. But... It is real. It is real. Is real. <laughs> and uh, Nathan Lane is very much a gay man. I love is when... He? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, Nathan Lane and... Yeah, Nathan Lane's a... You know, Robin Williams, not so much, but Nathan Lane, definitely. I love in the end, after the big reveal, when Nathan Lane's wig has come off and Gene Hackman's just like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> and Nathan Lane walks up to him and he says... Who I am now is no different than who I was a moment ago. Everything's the same with yeah. just one tiny difference. <laughs> and then he turns around and goes, well, not tiny, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point about a movie like this is that it was really close yeah. to. Well, not, not, was... not, I'm not going to say that it made change. No, but it was, change probably, is a big word. it was probably somewhat taboo when it came out. I what year did this come out? Like in the mid 90s? No, it wasn't mid. I would put this at like 99-2000. Really? Are we I mean we can I'll do it right. Yeah, look it up. I'm interested. I'm so glad to be not it's... looking up a porn star that I'm anything <laughs> other than cuz I would imagine it was taboo. I remember when in and out with um Kevin What's his Klein. name? Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah. That was, that was a bit of a taboo. Oh, they're making a game. 96. 96. I said yeah. mid-90s. You said mid-90s. You were on it. Uh, the, this was when it was still taboo. This is when middle school kids were still calling each other the, the word we've had to bleep out a few times. I mean, as long as we preface it. I, mean, I don't <laughs> want to say it, but yeah. yeah. This well, is, I, this is so funny because I was just... Ha- like we talked about in episode four. It's just strange how... Tonight's pod is tying into things that I've had lengthy conversations not less than two days ago. I was mentioning the fact that in 96, 97, 98, we openly said that word. Yeah. You said the word fag. Yeah. And I was actually, I was actually That's saying That's what that, all your friends were. Right. Every one of your friends. And, and it was it had just had because they were gay. drinking Sprite instead of Coke. Right. You're like, <laughs> That's your fourth surge, you fag. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I actually mentioned it was the last very time... If flippant is a great word, but I was saying 
that was like those years were the last time you actually used the whole word. Yeah. Faggot. Yeah. I can't remember hearing that word. Yeah. It's been a minute. Even the crazies that stand outside sporting events now with their you're going to hell fag. You don't see them spell out the entire word. There's a funny sketch comedy idea. It's the crazies on that side of the picket line, and one of them's yelling the word faggot, and then a hillbilly that's just Trump gear to the max, like, hey, man, we may agree on politics, <laughs> but you don't say that word. That is offensive and cruel. And if you're going to stand out here and protest and turn or burn with me... You be you be fucking nice about it, <laughs> fucking queer. <laughs> Quit saying faggot, you queer. <clears throat> no, no doubt there are. This know, is getting edited. <laughs> I don't know. It's all. I mean, no, I'm not. Because I, I, I look, we're not saying it. We're just simply saying, okay, we said it. <laughs> Damn it. Well, we're doing it. It ties into what we were just talking about, the era this movie came out. Yeah. When this movie came out, that word was was very casually used. But you do see my point. This film Transgendered should bathrooms have was been decades more, away. Yeah. But this film should have been more transformative yeah. than it has been represented now. Well, social progress is very much like political progress action does not happen in congress at a rapid pace right it's slow incremental steps where you eventually get to where like hey it turns out uh it is up to women whether or not they have a baby yeah okay that's over cheers to ireland by the way <laughs> oh really i didn't know they just uh repealed that they they can have legal abortions we now. don't mind if you get an abortion so much so <laughs> long as you have a catholic do it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, whole different topic there. <laughs> Abortion's okay. We're still at war with the Protestants. <laughs> Fuck the British, okay? But if you get knocked up by one of them, you can finally have an abortion. <laughs> abortion's okay if it's, if it's from one of those bastards in England. But again, a Catholic doctor needs to get it out. Right, right. A little bit too Scottish there. Yeah, well... You know, I've always wished I could do like a perfect Welsh accent, but it's so... That, that's not an accent. That's like a whole fucking... But like the way Anthony Hopkins speaks, the way um, uh, the guy that does the trip movies with Steve Coogan, Rob Brydon. Rob Brydon. I, I just, it's like, it's subtly a little bit of all three. The, the trip is, you know, if you were, a life, if you were a life teacher, because you couldn't teach, it's not like that would be a movie you'd show in school. But it, that the trip is a film that everyone should watch. I love that movie. I that's easily in my top twenty. It's up there. But I, I my favorite part of that film is when they're doing the Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. My name's Michael. Caine. My name's Michael Caine. No, you're doing it all wrong. You got to get when he started out. You're not it, doing it right. That's not how you do it. You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. She was only a girl. She was only fourteen. Fourteen years. She was a. That's no. not right how you're doing no. it. That's not how you do it. When he stopped, when he was early in his career, <laughs> it was deep. Um, he, she was only 14 years old. <laughs> By the time Batman, it was more nasally. <laughs> what do we do when we fall down, Buster Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> well, as he got older, no, from the, no. From the cigars <laughs> and the brandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cigars. Mark, and the brandy. I'm Michael Kay. 
on Michael Kite. Yeah, but the trip should be required. The trip is fantastic. Another perfect example of a fantastic top 20 movie that we could not enjoy on the pod, like The Birdcage, because you're missing all the dialogue. You can't even enjoy this one. We can just talk about what we were talking about, which is this film should have been more transformative, and it had a chance. There were people that voted... It's not even political. There's just there's people now that would shit and post the most rabidly anti-gay things that I promise you in 1996-97 watched this film and laughed their fucking ass off. Yeah. And I know it because I've seen it. I've I Hey not, man, that's you know, it's hate the sin not not the sinner, you know? That's all that is. <laughs> I wish they would do that, but now it's not the same. But I watched people that I know and love will not name names watch this film absolutely die laughing yeah should have let that laughter sorry be the best medicine yeah and instead it's like never fucking happen yeah how insulting is that phrase hate the sin love the sinner it's like you're you're what you're doing is is it's just saying like that you hate what they do that's that's just as bad like i could i could hate the georgia tech yellow jackets and still like a Georgia Tech fan, it's still no. <laughs> it's it's like nope. It's it's not just personally no. <laughs> well, yeah, you. Nope, I get. Nope, I got nope, you. Nope, 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 nope. But it's just like that's so insulting. It's like listen, everything that you do, the way that you you know feel, the way that you literally think you are and were born into, I think is repulsive. But I like you. <laughs> it's like. Uh, thank you, yeah, I think. Yeah, there's no... It doesn't work. Because but that's, that's, the, that's the one they'll all fall it, on. That would apply... The, the hate the sinner, or hate the sin, love the sinner, doesn't work. Because if you cherry-pick that, and you say, like, okay, Well, you, you just said person, the magic combination word there. <laughs> cherry-pick. Right, but that's my <laughs> thing. It's like, if you say, okay... Because you, you don't hear that applied. You don't hear that applied to anything else. No. It's only gay people. Yeah. Lesbians, gay people, LBGTQ, whatever else they're adding to it now. Yeah. You only hear that applied yeah, to them. My, liberal ends, my liberalism ends at Q. I don't even know what Q <laughs> is. It's Well, I've heard questioning. I've also heard queer. Whatever. Because there is such I, a thing. Just, look, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Because <laughs> they can add any other. Yeah. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Whatever they add. My point is, you never hear that applied to anything outside of that. But my thing is, okay, so you hate. The sin, love the sinner. Cool. Okay. Uh, the diddler. The reformed diddler. <laughs> right? Went to prison. Yeah. Got counseling. He diddled. Not diddling anymore, he says. Yeah. Do you still love the sinner? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or the, the preacher that um, sleeps with half... Cole cuts, no. He's not fond of the, this topic. The, the, the preacher that uh, sleeps with... Numerous women cheats on his wife. Oh, oh! There's a new one I saw yesterday. I was reading about Yahoo. Uh, a Louisiana pastor says that his his flock. Uh, he's asking his uh, his 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 followers to help him buy a sixty five million dollar jet. Mm. Because God told him not to ask for it, but to believe for it. <laughs> That's a quote. Is this Joel Osteen? No, he, he, Joel Osteen. No, he doesn't need to ask. <laughs> He's got the money. This guy. Y'all, I believe this morning your collective tithes are going to let me buy my 10th vacation home tax-free 
because it's a church. Yeah. And if it floods again, none of <laughs> y'all are welcome. <laughs> Especially the black folks. Yeah. And if yeah, none of y'all. <laughs> but the, uh, the the guy said. Uh, well, I read the whole article. It was just absolutely absurd. And he's not alone. I mean, there's guys here in Atlanta. What's the uh, Creflo Dollar does the same thing. Yeah. Some of these guys. But this this particular guy said that his reasoning was, beyond spreading the word of God, he said that this particular jet doesn't have to fuel up too much. So he could mm. just fly nonstop yeah. almost any point in the world. Uh, that would help spread the, the message, of course. And I'm going to put a cross on the tail fin. Of course. But then he said that uh, <laughs> my favorite was that he, it, 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 you could almost tell whoever was interviewing him, this guy was so full of shit. That he, but the thing was, he knew his shit would sell regardless. That's mm. how you know it's dangerous. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. It's just like he knew his shit was selling because it's kind of like Trump talking to his base. There's no way he goes wrong. Yeah. So he, he said that, uh, well, think about it. If Jesus was on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding around on a donkey. He'd be up flying in his jet. Jesus ain't, fly- Jesus ain't flying coach. No. <laughs> Jesus is flying in his own personal Falcon 76, $65 million jet that doesn't have to refuel too much. And trust me, Jesus would occasionally make some stops in Bermuda, Barbados. Thailand. Thailand for some little... Well, we won't talk about what Jesus would do in Thailand. <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> but still, still. But he actually said, he literally said, if Jesus was on the planet today, he would not be riding around on yeah. a camel or a donkey. I, I, that was the quote, the donkey. Well, He would have a jet. What's sadder than his delusion is that there's some elderly lady in his congregation who just, just gave like, up her entire life savings. Like, I'm going to help Pastor Rick yeah. get that jet. So I, I, I'm going to eat bologna for a month to do yeah, it. And I have to say, the problem is, there's two problems. One, that's just fucked up. The other problem <laughs> is I, I just kind of quietly thought to myself, I should be a pastor. We should start a church. We should start a church. How can we take money from people? John Oliver this? did this with Our Lady of <laughs> Perpetual Exemption. You, um, you mentioned something before that, that made me remember a thought I had last week. Um, you know, Trump famously said that he could he could shoot somebody in the middle of whatever avenue Times, in, uh, Times in Times Square, Square yeah. and and people would still vote for mm-hmm. him. And they would. And ever since he said that, I've constantly thought, like, what is the cutoff for his base? And you, I think you could fairly make the argument that there is none. I thought of one. Okay. Tomorrow morning we wake up. This is on Fox News. It's on One America. It's got to be on Fox and Friends. It's on One America. Uh-huh. It's everywhere. And as far as it being fake news, there's no way it could be because every conservative Republican's favorite radio or TV broadcast is airing it. And the words come out of Trump's mouth himself. He's had an epiphany. Allah, Allah Akbar, I'm a Muslim. <laughs> so you're telling me it's like the reverse of the Roman emperor at Constantinople saying he saw the, the the cross in the sky now he's Christian. Uh, I don't know enough about the history of that to say but what I what I'm getting the question now is does he lose his base if he says he's Muslim? If he says I, I've seen the light and I am now wow. I'm, I'm a Muslim. That might be the that might be it. If it's not 
then all those people <laughs> are so full of shit. There's no coming back from it. <laughs> he's, he's a Muslim. He's going to take our guns. He's going to ruin the country. Well, hold on, hold Jim. On, hold on. Hold on, hold on now. On. He's still there our are some decent elements to that Islam religion. Not all Muslims are terrorists. I mean, there's like a billion of them. <laughs> and only like a percentage are assholes. You know, I mean, Islam and Judaism and Christianity all came from the same region. Right, So right. we could probably look the right. other way on this one. Yeah, I think the same angel that visited Mary also visited <laughs> Muhammad. Hey, hey, I'm still getting Was that. that- Gabriel? I'm still getting that $1,500 tax break a year. Yeah. Which, you yeah. know, even though in 10 years I'm actually going to get a tax hike that's going to basically <laughs> rake the shit out of my finances. But I only deal with the here and now. Here and now, though. Right, right. Uh, the beauty of that is if he gets in for eight years when a Democrat inevitably takes over in 10, we can all just blame him on the taxes right, going up. Right, uh, But I don't mind so much that he's a Muslim. That's actually a religion of peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I you, think so. Can you... Picture that scenario where he's, for whatever reason, converted to Islam and doesn't lose his base for it. Well, you know, um, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. It's a toughie. Muhammad was fond of young women, too. So there's that. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to, I think, you know what? He just cares about America first. You know, I'm still going to vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I mean, Obama, he's be- he's better. Obama wa- was definitely a Muslim, even though he would never admit it. No, no. Yeah, he was the worst. <laughs> that guy. Uh, and he's the bad kind of Muslim. Trump's a good kind of Muslim. Yeah. There's two <laughs> types of Muslims. It makes sense, too, because Melania is from that part of the world where there's a whole mix of religion. Maybe she had something to do with it. You never know. Uh, I'm going to give him a pass on this one. Uh, Trump 2020. Allah Akbar. Allah who? Allah Akbar. Is that how it goes? Make America great again and Muslim now, too. Yeah. <laughs> Allahu. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get this right. Allahu. Wait, wait, wait. Is he a Shiite or a Sunni? Oh, God damn Because if, he, <laughs> if he's on the wrong side of that argument, then I don't know. I might have to vote for, uh, you know, that Kennedy kid or something. Oh, he's a slobber mouth. <laughs> I saw a little dribble inside of his mouth. He's one of them dirty Catholic Christians. Yeah. We don't we, we only vote for white Muslim presidents Can't now. Can't have it. Can't have it. <laughs> Gotta be a white Muslim. That is literally the only I only thing he could do. That's that's how sad this is. But thing do you is. think that he would lose them? His devout Roseanne Barr base. <laughs> would he lose them if he said Islam's a beautiful religion. It's full of peaceful teachings. I love it. I've been reading a lot about it. Well, audiobooks, but you get me. <laughs> I've had it dictated to me. I've decided that uh, it's better for business when I eventually leave the White House and have to do business overseas if I Because uh, I definitely don't do business here. <laughs> if I'm culturally open-minded, so... Uh, and I was never really a Christian to begin with. <laughs> so it's not a huge bend for me. I'm a Muslim now. <laughs> I don't think he loses anybody. I think I think maybe the most radical right wingers who are really just out to vote anti-Muslim and whatever the legislation may be, but I don't think he loses any of his hardcore base. I think they all pussyfoot and and tiptoe around the subject matter and and just well never... they would just wait for the tweet that says ha 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 just a joke. <laughs> they would. 
Fox and Friends like, hey, so the president's a Muslim now. That's actually not a bad. You know, I've been thinking about converting myself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I told you last week. Every time I I, I start to wrap my mind around. Uh, I wasn't gonna go into into politics, but you you kind of brought it up with the the subject matter of the movie, and then somehow or another you triggered that thought. I was like, that is the one thing where I wonder. <laughs> Does he lose him then? No. If he converts. I, I think he does. I, I just don't know. Not all of them. <sighs> Not all of them. I mean, yeah. there's that famous phrase. They're talking about it now with Casey Cagle running for governor. It would take uh, a live... It's it's a live it's a live boy or a dead girl. <laughs> that's the political... I mean, they, they say this on WSB, like, <laughs> like during like the political reporting, not like during shock jockeries, like... The Casey Cagle race, at this point, it would take a live boy or a dead girl to lose the governorship for Casey Cagle. It's like, Is that what they're really saying? Yes. You never heard that phrase? Uh, the, the number one political advisor on the, on, the, on the network, Bill something or other, he comes on Von Hessler every once in a while. This is on, on WSB. WSB. A live boy or a dead girl. That's like a famous fra- <laughs> turn of phrase for... You know, that's that's all that this person could do to lose the race. I, I don't want to sound crass, but I don't want that because the other guy is such a fucking douchebag <laughs> that I don't have a live boy or dead girl, please. That's all it asks of I'm Casey Brian Cagle. Kemp and I lube up my AR-15 <laughs> right before I insert it into my rectum on a daily basis. <laughs> the president may be a Muslim now, but I am never going to be. Because I hate those people. I've gone Buddhist, (laughs) but kind of an armed one. (laughs) I'm a violent Buddhist. (laughs) We're starting a new, like a a different type of religion. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm just, it's just. uh, I'm starting a religion based off the movie American History X. Oh, my God. (laughs) I watched that with some. With somebody one time, I, I, I always showed people... And they liked that, it too much? No. Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of. But I, I, I always showed people that film thinking it would... I, I wasn't seeking to change perspective or minds. Yeah. But I was saying, watch this film. Get an, get an idea of where it's, what it's trying to tell you. And, and just come in devoid of whatever preconceptions you already have. That was always my thing. I never came into it and said, watch this because this is going to change your life. Yeah. I always said, just watch this film because just watch the film. Yeah. You know? And we were watching it one time and there's that, I know you're familiar with the movie for those who aren't, but there's a scene where they're about to to bum rush the, uh, the grocery store. The grocery store. And uh, what's his name is telling him. Stacy. Yeah. Um, All the things that made, that white people did to make America great and then how it got terrible once we started letting other non-white people in and he goes and yeah. he goes in that big long spiel and yeah I want- this used to be a great neighborhood and now there's brown people right. running this grocery store so we've got to go burn it down right and and we're watching that scene and the, the person that i was watching it with that night says you know i just kind of think i agree with him <laughs> and I, I i literally wanted to just pick okay well we're gonna turn this off because <laughs> this is this is only Clearly the beginning. Not, yeah, this is not going anywhere. You haven't seen him curb stomp anyone <laughs> yet. I hate to hear what you have to say about that. <laughs> so, it, unfortunately for you, you're going to miss the whole Eddie Furlong death scene and the whole point of this movie. Yeah. Was, and I'm going to have to politely ask you to leave. Yeah, <laughs> it was It was just like, Jesus Christ. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. I love that. I've been using it a lot more. I'm the ta-ta man. 
The Tata. The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I ask uh, people who agree with American History X in the beginning <laughs> to politely. Tata. <laughs> I know everybody likes that movie, but you know he made some good points. <laughs> it just sucked because you're just like you're you're not getting it, and you're yeah. not going to get it. There's nothing I could tell you or or show you or that you could see that wasn't that's just nothing. Like yeah. you're just racist, and that's how you're going to be. That's yeah. not. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this off before we get to the uh, Elliot Gould dinner scene because that <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be right rough. here. That means get out. You see this? It means not welcome. welcome. Yeah, that's right. It means not welcome. As a tattoo guy. That's right. My house. There's a question there. As a tattoo man, how does one cover up a swastika? Like, what's the... I know there's certain groups now. I've seen it on Facebook where they, they take uh, people that are in white nationalist groups mm-hmm. and they realize the error of their ways and how that's just a shitty... They were once shitty human beings, and now yeah. they don't want to be shitty human beings, and they're not shitty human beings, but they're still marked with the yeah. You know, I know a guy like that. the The Atlanta rockabilly music scene is rife with air quote reformed skinheads, and I say air quote because you spend enough time talking to some of the guys that are into the Atlanta car culture rockabilly scene, and they're still just as racist. They've just grow their grew their hair out, right? Um, but I knew a guy who had. Uh, a pile of skulls tattooed on his forearm with uh, one big skull at the top and uh, like an SS officer's hat. And he had white power tattooed on his stomach and uh, some different runes. I don't, I don't know if he had a straight up swastika, but he had plenty of what you look for. Plenty of the iconography. And for him, it was all a matter. It was all old and faded and janky and done in a kitchen. So it was just a matter of, I got to get this lasered or taken care of one day because it doesn't represent what I think anymore. And at the time, he was even dating like a, a Hispanic girl. And she was like, it's fine. I don't, I know he doesn't think that way anymore. You know, I don't like seeing it, but right. we're, you know, in his case, it's a matter of a little bit of lasering and, and covering it with something because it's old and faded. In uh, the Derek Vineyard scenario, <laughs> that's a thick, big <laughs> black swastika. I think best case scenario, it's a window. I've turned it into a window. I've just connected. You, you know what I would do? I would turn it into Microsoft Windows. Yeah. And just do, do a little fading trail. I, you, you connect it to make it four boxes, and maybe maybe you fill it in, and you just have a big black square on your chest. Yeah. Uh, short of multiple trips to laser it off and really weaken it, and then cover it with something colorful and bold. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of lasering. There's that really famous story of the reformed skinhead who had all those white pride symbols tattooed on his face. He had uh, SS bolts and an arrow going up through his eye and, like, white power tattooed on his upper lip, like, just covered in no doubt about it, this is white supremacy <laughs> art, and it's all over his face and his knuckles. And uh, somebody, you know, when he kind of learned learned the error of his ways... Somebody sort of crowdfunded something or other to help him go afford to remove it so that he could get a job and, yeah. <laughs> and be part be of society a again. part of society. And watching the videos of him get lasered is brutal. But when you look at the before and after pictures, like, they just wiped it all. They didn't get it weak and then cover it with something. They, like, he, he lost it all. Wow. It was gnarly. Because that's generally, as far as tattooing goes... 
if you don't like something that you want to not be there, the easiest way to go about it is to laser it a few times to weaken it and then cover it up with something darker. Because if you try to just cover it up right away, it's going to show through, especially if it's already dark to begin with, like right. a huge black swastika on your left chest. Yeah. Um, so typically what you do is you weaken it with some laser sessions and then you cover it up with something bigger and bolder. Interesting. So if I'm Derek Vineyard and I've got a swastika on my chest, that's the route I go. I can't remember what else he had. I know he had some runes on his forearm and he had those uh, he had the, Dobermans on his yeah, shoulders. Yeah, Dobermans, yeah. He, you know, some of that stuff you could kind of work around, but the big swastika, that's a hard one. Hard sell. Yeah. Yeah. Not unlike the dude that uh, assaults him in the shower with the swastika on his neck. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to take some doing to get rid of that. Yeah. How much is a laser? I don't know. I've thought about going in to ask before just for little things that I've thought about light, lightning or getting rid of. But I've never, I've never gone in for Imagine it. Imagine it's expensive. It's probably not cheap, and I've heard it actually hurts worse than the tattoo, which kind of makes you second guess all of it. <laughs> like, hey, maybe I'll just keep it. <laughs> but I remember I knew, I know a guy who's a tattoo artist who has a shamrock tattoo on his forearm, and I remember watching one of those Aryan Brotherhood on the History Channel shows, and shamrocks are a big. Aryan Brotherhood yeah. symbol. And if you go to prison with a shamrock tattoo and you're not part of the Brotherhood, it's like some Sons of Anarchy, you know, do you want the knife or the blowtorch kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I remember asking, like, you ever worry about that? Like, because that looks just like the one that they have, but I know you well enough to know that you're not part of them. Uh, he's like, ah, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to jail. Oh, well. <laughs> one hope. I had that situation at the, at the liquor store one time. We hired a guy that had a cop. Oh, nice. She had the... Uh, he had yeah. cobwebs yeah. on his on his shoulder or elbow here. Yeah. And some guy was like, What's that? And he was totally covered. Mm-hmm. And I don't he said, I got it when I was eighteen. Yeah. And he was like, Do you know what that means? And I, I didn't catch the whole conversation, but apparently there was a, a big rift there because he was like, That means something important. It means that you've spent time in jail. Right. There we go. And that's the authentic meaning behind cobweb elbows. It has since become a trendy fashionable i'm gonna get cobwebs on my elbows I've, I've even seen a guy on instagram who's got the stars on his knees hands and chest oh like he's, don't go to russia like he's vigo mortensen yeah i'm um, like like tattoos have become fashion for a lot of people but don't go getting something that represents something serious like yeah i will tell you that uh, i did a lot of reading and research about the vori which is the the Russian gangs, they, mm-hmm. they, it's not something you play around with. Yeah, no. You put stars on your knees, you better... Yeah. It's one of those things where you watch that movie, and if you're into getting tattoos and you don't maybe have a whole lot, you go, ooh, that looks cool. I like the idea of getting like some sort of nautical-looking black art stars yeah. matched on my knees and my shoulders. Maybe not my hands because of my job, but my shoulders and my knees. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but if the wrong guy sees that, he's going to either assume... I'm trying to kill someone and I need help. <laughs> that guy can help. Or he's just going to like come up to you and ask you a question in Russian and you're going to go, huh? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying to me. <laughs> uh, my name is Randy Newman. <laughs> my name is Randy Newman and I like strange things are happening to me. <laughs> I got these stars on my knees. These stars on my shoulders. <laughs> but I'm not part of the Russian mafia. <laughs> this 
boy wrote Randy Newman in every episode. Strange things happening to me. So uh, Toy Story's getting ready to come out. Uh, it's testing well. Um, we did have one question, though. This guy that's singing, is he deaf? No, no, no. That's just Randy Newman. Uh, yeah, no, we get that. Is he the huge blonde guy with the with the baby Huey haircut <laughs> and the and the big red glasses that I've seen the last few days? Okay, well now I have to ask: Is he blind? <laughs> is this like a Stevie Wonder thing? He looks like an older version of the berries and cream guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like a little Dutch boy haircut. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little bit smarter than I am. <laughs> no, all of them. All of them, Randy. All of them definitely are. They're, you have, yeah. you know, you never go to Vegas because any luck you might have had in this life, you hit when someone thought, this guy's got a career in music. God, Randy Newman. <laughs> Randy Newman definitely does not have uh, any swastika tattoos. Definitely. One, one would hope. <laughs> What if Randy Newman had the... What if he... Spider webs and a shamrock. Maybe Randy Newman did some time. Maybe that's where he learned how to play the piano. That makes some, it makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe that's why he has the little Dutch boy haircut. Because when you're in jail, you don't have access to a good pair of scissors. You just keep the bangs out of your face and roll right along. I can just see him in the cell. Speaking you got of... me. Speaking of interesting haircuts and prison, Tango and Cash needs to go on the movie list. Never seen it. You never seen Tango and Cash? Nope. Well, what we need to do then is watch it. To actually watch it and then do a podcast on it. I'm down. That might actually be the structure we need to follow at some point. There's a podcast I used to listen to, and it ran its course because it was committed to Saved by the Bell. You might like it. It's called Go Bayside. Yeah. And this comedian named April Richardson would watch the first episode of Saved by the Bell, and she would have her comedian guest watch it also the night before they were going to record. Then they would get together and break it down. And it was hilarious. Breaking down an episode, huh? Yeah. So if there's a movie in particular that I pitch like Tango and Cash that you haven't seen, I think the proper way to go about it is to, you know, let's actually watch it. Maybe even take notes, or at least mental notes, and then do it on the pod the next day. I'm all in. That could be a good way to go about it. We are almost to an hour. We said we were going to keep this one short, as this is part two of the birdcage. The birdcage is over. They snuck Gene Hackman out <laughs> in drag. In drag. I love when he's he has no rhythm, and he's just bobbing his head. It's like, we are family. And he's like, someone, no one's dancing with me. No one's dancing with me. <laughs> we are family. And what's interesting is Nathan Lane, at the end, comes out in a tuxedo. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it's like, this whole movie, it's all about drag for you. And then when you're sneaking this drag family out, or this non-drag family in drag out, you go for the tux. He looked it. I mean, it looks great, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And we forgot to touch on the fact that the the uh, Inquirer reporter that's chasing him the whole time, the big guy, is the dude from Heavyweights. Oh, shit. The camp counselor. The cool one. The cool dude. Him and That Paul. should be on the list. It's, camp Heavyweights. It's uh, him and Paul Feig. Paul Feig's the other cool one. 
Damn, that's crazy. I'd forgotten about what was his name in Heavyweights. I can't remember. Such a good film, though. I love the the chubby kid. Attention, campers! Today's lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ben Stiller. I love the stinky kid who who's on the radio the whole time, but they eventually show that the cords aren't connected oh, to yeah. anything. It's like, dude, you have to take a shower. Heavyweights, so fucking good. That's such a good film. Yeah, we'll get we'll get heavyweights we on. Got a lot on of things list. to watch. I guess heavyweights is a good one. I don't remember his name, but he's the cool counselor that they're all like, "Hey, this guy's all right. This fat camp's not going to be so bad." Because he's fat. Yeah. If if he's fat, then fat camp must not be so bad. Isn't Keenan Thompson in heavyweights? Of course. <laughs> he was in everything. Yeah, Mighty Ducks, heavyweights, two. just two. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, in the first in one? two and three. I call it the knuckle puck. Yeah, knuckle puck came in in the in the second film, second film when they go out to L.A. and things get more cultural. What was Emilio Estevez's last good film? Gosh, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of Men at Work, which That's is a good one. Certainly not his last good film. Emilio Estevez. But if you think about it, Mighty Ducks... We're going to wrap this up with a little Emilio Estevez IMDb. The Mighty Ducks was kind of like the first movie you kind of saw him in that wasn't quite a a stylized role for him. Like, my alt... I mean, it does not get better than Young Guns. Young Guns, by the way, is the other movie that Banks recommended we watch. Which I'd be all for Young Guns. I'm a little bit more in favor of Young Guns too, but they're both good. You got key for Love him and Loaded Weapon. Just gonna throw that out there. Loaded Weapon. I don't know if I've seen Loaded Weapon. It's just a it's a Leslie Nielsen spoof of Lethal Weapon. Okay. It's great. Um, looking at his filmography, the last thing he ever acted in. Wow. <laughs> Literally the last thing he ever acted, like played a role in acting, was something called Late. Last night in 1999, and then something called Sand in 2000. But literally, the last big film he was in. What's was the last one we remember? Him D3. For? D3 Mighty Ducks. Yeah. So the Stakeout movies were before mm-hmm. D3. Yeah. Because I was going to guess St- Stakeout. Stakeout came out in 87. The sequel came out in 93. Who's the other Another guy? Stakeout. Who's the other guy in Stakeout? Is it uh, Richard Dreyfus? I think so. I can't remember. But yeah, he, he that, Stakeout was going to be my guess because I knew those were mid '90s, maybe, and he's not known for that much beyond the '90s. I know he does a lot of directing now. Well, yeah, he, has he a lot gives of a lot of directing. It's not even a lot. His uh, he did something called Rated X as a director in 2000. Well, he's coasting on that Mighty Ducks money for sure. He did. He did the 2006 Bobby, which is based on it was a. Uh, Bobby Kennedy in 2006, director and writer. Oh, interesting fact about Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> are you, you mean, are you, don't, is it Bobby Kennedy or are you talking about Chappaquiddick Kennedy? Well, I already threw, I, in a text, I already threw out the Chappaquiddick fun fact that it was not actually drinking that led to the uh, plunge in the river. It was a carjack. <laughs> um... No, nah, I was going to try and come up with a, a funny masturbator's history around Robert Kennedy. but Well, I you can't because he was Catholic and <laughs> he never wasted a load. Bobby Kennedy had like 16 kids. There was really? No, yeah, oh, yeah. He was like, how, how is the, how is the, how is Drooly Kennedy related to the Kennedys? Which Kennedy? 
the one that with the drooly mouth that we were just making fun That's of earlier. That's Robert's grandson. Grandson. Okay. Where are all these other Kennedys? Or well, I, he didn't have sixteen. Are they all Robert dead? Really did have like eight or nine kids. He was devoutly Catholic. Of all the Kennedys that actually gave a damn about not just just Catholicism and just being a decent human being in general. Yeah. Robert was the one. Okay. And he was a decent human being. He's I mean, I can get into this for days. But he actually was also a devout Catholic and was just pouring out kids. There was no birth control. Every time Robert's Dugan came out, it was about <laughs> business. I, I, I used to joke, my dad used to die laughing because I would talk about that guy, the Duggars. Yeah. And I was like, that poor lady. They have like 25 kids. Literally every time the Duggar dong comes out, it's <laughs> never about pleasure. That motherfucker is here for business. It's yeah. not a play. It's like, all right, ba boom. Do it. Yeah. Bow, bust one off. Well, yeah, because it's not... Making kids is not a one-and-done kind of thing. Like, you gotta you gotta just kind of do it frequently until it takes. Do you? If you have 23 <laughs> over a 28-year period... I, th- I mean, what what they're essentially doing is just... Is not pulling out and just having sex constantly. Again, <laughs> we don't know that. We don't. We don't. Because I'll be honest, I'm not without going too deep. We didn't have to try too hard. Yeah. The minute we said, "All right, let's try this," we were pregnant. Bada bing, bada boom. We're lucky. Yeah. Not you know, a lot of people. They're never going to have that. Yeah. They're going to struggle their whole life. They want to have kids. They're never going to have them. They're never going to have that experience. I just personally think the Duggar Dong <laughs> comes out. Booyah, Yeah. All business goes back into its sheath, maybe even literal. <laughs> and doesn't come out until it's time to do it again. I don't remember what I told this to. It might have been you as far as, you know, pregnancy goes. I remember saying to somebody, like, you spend your whole life as a young man having having sex and and worrying that it might lead to pregnancy. The most liberating feeling is when you have tried to have a baby <laughs> and your wife is pregnant. And now every time you have sex for that eight to nine month period... <laughs> It's it's worry free. <laughs> it's like it's never like for that whole stretch of time. It's not in the back of your mind. Like, oh, what if we get pregnant? She already is. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> you did tell me that. In fact, you were one of the. I think you were probably like one of the first three or four. People you called like, me like, I don't know what to do. Well, I didn't say that. I, well, I probably did. But you, I, called, you said something to the effect of. We're freaking out. We don't know what to do. Well, I, I, Prince I, responsible. I, call I, him. I text you. Well, I, I was like, Prince irresponsible, but he has two of these. Uh, no, I texted you after we had dropped the news. And I was like, bro, I just don't like. I don't even remember what I asked you. Yeah. But you gave me that kind of like classic uh, levity response was, <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about, you know. <laughs> pretty much come inside if you want. <laughs> I believe what I said was, well, yeah, the good news is you don't have to pull out for this time. <laughs> that's exactly, yes, yeah, I, I could probably track our text conversation back about 10 months. You're like, well, you don't have to pull out for about eight months. <laughs> There's that. There's that. You got that going for you. And I, you know what? It, it soothes me. <laughs> I was just trying to put your worried mind at ease. It's like, yeah. here's a here's something to focus After that, on. I just saw the sunlight. I just only saw the good things. Oh, oh, that's good to know. Hey, Leah, come here. 
You got uh, three to four minutes? <laughs> Turns out I don't have to worry for a while. <laughs> now I really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you go into like hyper anxiety once they come out. Well, because, you know. You have to keep someone alive. Well, that and you're just like, because we, 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 well, maybe this isn't potable. <laughs> we don't really want to, like, you have one, you just, you're, you're awash in this. Yeah. And at the same time, you're like, we, I, because I was five before my sister was born. Mm. How old were you when Brian was born? Four and a half. Same thing, right? So we had that extended period of time. I, I think it might have been different for you, but I was so far along, I was so far ahead of Emily. Mm. And then Taylor came quick. And they were only two years apart. So they were much closer. Yeah. Where, so I was like, I don't want that for my kids. I want them to have like, like yeah. you, like, like, uh, well, like did, Adelaide and Albert. Yeah, we did that on purpose. They are best buddies. Last night, I'm giving them a bath. They're in the tubby together and they both have a cup. And I've never seen them do this, but Albert, the two-year-old, scoops a full cup of water and flings the water at, Albert, at Adelaide. <laughs> Hit this big glob, like, you know, a, a, a pint glass worth of water just right in the face. <laughs> big laugh. Adelaide scoops up her water, flings it back, water right now. They're laughing their asses off. <laughs> this goes back and forth for a while. And then on Adelaide's throw, she accidentally lets go of the cup. Cup oh. hits Albert right in the face. Oh. Adelaide immediately, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And she slides over in the tub. She can't run. And she <laughs> hugs Albert and she grabs her cheeks and she kisses her face. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, <laughs> you guys, you guys are going to be tight forever. Yeah. Like, like, well, they're going to have their moments, but yes. Yeah. For sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to have that kind of five year age difference between that I had. Yeah. I, clearly, you know, Emily calls me. We're very close. Yeah. But that that came much later. Yeah. In life, whereas I want that to be, you know, the, if you, the foundation starts is better when they're when you're close in age. Yeah. I've said this before about how my kindergarten through fifth grade was in one school district. Middle school sixth through eighth was a different school district. High school ninth through twelve was a different district. Yeah. So by the time I got to high school, there's guys and girls in my classes that their best friend is someone they've known since they were four years old and they have four classes together and they do senior trips. They're going to do a senior trip together, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, my closest friend is a guy that I met in seventh grade and we're QT and we're kind of (laughs) tight, but we don't have that history. And like, you know, if I see people that I went to high school with on Facebook, they're still tight as hell with people they've known since they were kids. And I'm like, I got about six guys I know pretty well from high school like one that i'm super close with and then a few that i talk to occasionally and that's that whole that's that whole difference there such as it is but yeah i mean all you gotta do is have another one yeah (laughs) yeah yeah in about mm, 18 months just because we're here and it's being potted how how was adelaide when y'all found out you were pregnant with albury she would have just turned two i think no I don't I can't know. Well, no, I don't know how old she was when we found out, but she was just past two when Albury was born. She was a year and three months. Ish. Sure. Okay, so we'll just plan on doing that. <laughs> we'll just follow that model. Yeah. I worked out to where she was just Because that enough. gives me a year to yeah. fuck around. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll get... What happens is you'll get comfy because V will go through all these different phases... And you'll you'll be past a couple, 
like passies and bottles and she stuff. doesn't do pacifiers you, okay well ours did whatever she clings to at her hand at <laughs> well true. that might be hard to get rid of that's yeah. why we all as far as soothing methods go is like if we do the passy we can take it away if we encourage the thumb that shit could go on for years yeah so but the point being adelaide's finally passed pacifiers you know, we had to do formula. That lasts a year. You get past all these steps, and you're thinking like, hey, we're moving along. And then here comes the next one. It's like passies and formula and all that's back in, in the zone again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess she would have been right around a year, a little past a year when we found out, because she would have turned two in November, and Albury was born that following May. So they're, yeah. they're like an exact two and a half years apart. Nice. And it's great as well, far as their... Yeah. their there was a day I had to take Adelaide to the doctor's, so Albury went to stay at her grandmother's for the day, and Adelaide just went to work with me when the doctor's appointment was over, and they were both so bummed <laughs> all day. It's just like, my buddy that I normally spend all day, every day with, that I share a bedroom with, is not here, and I do not know what to do with my time. <laughs> as soon as like they were both home, like Al, it, was, it was like the scene at an end of like a romantic movie. Albury just ran to Adelaide. Huge <laughs> hug. Da, 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 like, not letting da. go. Randy Newman's playing in the background. You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're tight. You know, hopefully they get through the teenage years like, are you wearing my shirt? And all that kind of shit. Oh, they're going to bitch. Oh, yeah. But I think they'll always be, be super tight. So that's, that's the way to go about it. So you got yeah, life you, lessons from W F U C K. Bam and Lois Reitzes. Don't forget about those Papa Roach tickets. <laughs> Looking to have children, <laughs> but not sure who to ask for questions? Contact us, immoral pieces of shit, here at W F U C K. Hey, folks, are you out there suffering from sun cancer? <laughs> saying i, I mean, know i know but we sun cancer i here's that's the, a new thing that's a t-shirt idea i know here's the thing we we say messed up things on the show all the time rarely if ever do we catch them in real time <laughs> it's always something that i'll hear the next day when i'm listening i'm like oh my god he just said sun cancer <laughs> this is the first time we got to actually live comment on a, on a flub it was bad but at the same time it's basically what it is doesn't that pretty much explain what yeah. we would commonly call skin cancer? Grandma, what's the matter? I got the sun cancer. I, I was out in the sun. And I got, <laughs> she got the sun cancer. The sun cancer, too. I like Kat Von D. <laughs> I saw Kat Von D. She had the skin, skin cancer <laughs> okay. I said, you don't know me, but I know you. I'd like to make an appointment for a tattoo. <laughs> I want a four-leaf clover. I'm going to jail for four more years or over. When I Try to keep the A-B off me. Give me some... I fucking lost it. When I get out, I'm going to come see you again to get cobwebs on my elbow. <laughs> This one's definitely called Randy Newman. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called Randy Newman Sings. A trivia. 
a, tribu- uh, a tribute to Randy Newman. Cat Von D, some other folks might be. I just like how he It's like it's like two episodes. It's heavy masturbation. This one's heavy Randy Newman. Tell me another podcast. Well, next week we gotta do heavy Randy Newman masturbation. <laughs> I gotta hand it to. <laughs> I like to use in, a, in my old Subaru. <laughs> Sometimes I use lotion, but don't ever use. But shampoo. I like your raw dog too. You got a hand job in me. Don't ever use shampoo. <laughs> 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 That's a real thing. Don't use shampoo, kids. For real, kids. No shampoo. I like Doyle soap. God. <laughs> Pass me the lubriderm. <laughs> I, I said to somebody, uh, and today, in fact, a buddy of mine that works for 680 The Fan, I saw him today. I told him about the show. And I was like, honestly, we probably have more fun making it than people <laughs> do listening to it. But if you want to give it a shot, you're in the biz, you know, check it out. <laughs> we would, I often think like, we would be great if we had a producer, mm. like someone to actually not keep us in line, but to keep us in direction. Yeah. It would, it would be better. <laughs> but we couldn't be constricted. This is, this is satellite no. radio material. I, I, could, I do, could I do what these guys do? Like We've switched over to the Braves game. Yeah. Could I do what these guys do better than what they do? Yes. I could. <laughs> could I do sports talk radio better than what I hear on the radio? Absolutely. Yeah. But I, 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 I would mess up too many times. But when are you going to get one day I get Randy Newman? Yeah, because, I mean, one day... <laughs> I would come in and be like, yeah, I want to do a, it might be like on a bender too. Like it was just like, hey, listen, just drunk on Tuesday morning at 10. Listen, 11 to 12 is the Randy Newman hour. And that's all we're going to do. What do you mean? That's it. God damn it. Oh, the Randy Newman. The whole hour. And they'd be like, you're fired. I mean, that's not very cool. <laughs> Yesterday, I'm going to need some in unemployment too. <laughs> I could really go for a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit <laughs> to take care of this hangover. Scratch also, that, a McGriddle too. <laughs> also, in sports yesterday, <laughs> the Bulldogs won 17 to 2. That wasn't the real score, but it rhymes with you, cause you. <laughs> oh God! How many regular listeners are we have? Like, I can't take any more. I'm this out. Fucking Randy Newman. I'm out. You guys gotta stop. At this point, I'll take I'll take more cum stories. Just enough with the fucking Randy Newman. Give us more cum faced. Give it just balance please. this out with jizz and inappropriateness. There's too much Randy Newman. Can we talk about? Army's masturbating? Well, and as far as tying this episode in with other ones, I think we definitely know who's going to be doing the score of Andy Griffith's porno parody. Oh, man, this is coming together. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. 
when I take a down your fishing pole, I need me at the fishing hole. Like all of it. It's going to be Randy Newman doing the Andy Griffith theme. You can even can we actually, I think we could probably get him. I don't think he's... <laughs> I just don't think I've heard him in a while. Is Once he Toy still Story, alive? I think so. Okay. Once Toy Story three wrapped up, like where is what is he doing? <laughs> Seriously, when Toy, maybe he can even that be like a Greek had chorus. to be the worst news of Randy. <laughs> like, he was like, so when are we doing on Toy Story four? And they were like, oh no, Randy, like that's we've we've tied it up like that. It's called a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but like when Toy Story four. <laughs> no, Randy, listen, like we like we're done, like. We really appreciate all Somebody this. Somebody call the bus for Mr. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, I live in a mansion. Why do you think I live in, a, in an adult care facility? No no, 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 we get it. We love you, Randy. But again, like this was just a trilogy and it's actually been going on. I think we started in 95. It's like 2015. Like you've really wrung this dry. We really appreciate what you've done. But, you know, we're done. Yeah. No, it can't be true. <laughs> I could fly if I wanted to. <laughs> we just lost. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah, we lost two more viewers. Well, no, that was a that was an actual. No, no, I get it. From Toy Story. No, no, I know. I'm getting it, but I'm just watching. Yeah, we just lost two. Oh, we just lost our Australian. Like a bird in the sky. <laughs> if I believe in Toy Story four, I'll be back. Wait a minute, two guys just told me about an Andy Griffin Pono parody. Parody. I like the idea of him not only doing the score, but also being like a Greek chorus and narrating in, in between scenes. Dude, hell yeah. He had great scenes like that. There's episodes where Barney and Andy are in the choir and Barney can't sing, but he has the solo. We'll just roll in Andy Newman. Or Andy, yeah, we'll just roll in Randy Newman. I love it. Randy Newman, uh, please give us a call if you're listening. Uh, Please do subscribe. Sorry about all the uh, handicapped deaf jokes. (laughs) Uh, Notice that the laughing man never made any of those jokes. (laughs) No, he just laughed at them. Just laughed at them. (laughs) We'll sign off, though. Uh, Do watch The Birdcage. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. I mean, two-parter tonight. It's been, I think, a fun time. Yeah, this is this is a classic case of we laughed more uh, the second go around than we did the first, and we got serious. We talked about uh, babies and stuff, so yeah. that's the thing. And Robert Kennedy, mm-hmm. a little masturbation, a lot of Randy Newman, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll little, leave that there. Went a little heavy with the the uh, gay slang terms in the beginning yes, there, but in context. And I'm just gonna say, let's just leave it. Well, you leave it because we're not. We don't. I don't use those words my day to day. And anybody was, that knows either of us personally knows that we wouldn't. Uh, well, in a, in a, yeah, we were talking about what our four, thir- 12 and 13 year old selves did. But yeah. that's, anyways. And in terms of how bad those are. You judge us on, if you judge my 12 year old self, that's not on me. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah. I did a lot worse than drop that word at 13. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. All right. Well, with that, we'll sign out. We'll see you guys next week for episode 17. Until then, this is WFUCK, the BAM. <laughs> the golden voice and the last man. And Randy knew.